Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein and Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got a, another great episode for you. Uh, we'll go, go over some big sales from the weekend. Uh, we'll talk about some, uh, some rules that we laid out last week that uh, came into play uh, this, uh, this past weekend. Uh, but first, Luke, how was uh, your uh, opening March Madness weekend these last four days? Yeah, every year I, I kind of think to myself, I'm, and I'm usually an optimist, I'm like a little bit of a pessimist going into it. I'm like, maybe it's not going to be that fun this year. Like maybe the NFL is going to overtake it and like their postseason is going to be better. But nope, this is <laughs> every single year. This is the best postseason. Um, it started off with a bang with, of course, Virginia going down to the, is it the Paladins? Uh, yeah, the Paladins. Yeah, the Paladins. Um, wild, wild start, of course, and and naturally uh, our Wildcats, Arizona, gets knocked off by an Ivy League. Um, so yeah, just came in guns blazing and um, completely eradicated the thought of it not being the best postseason. It was it was fantastic all weekend. Yeah, no, it, it's it's genetically engineered uh, for excitement. I mean the the you know one loss and you're out. Um, just the, the pride, you know, a lot of these kids, this is going to be their last game ever. Uh, if they, um, if they lose and just the fact that it's always, there's always gonna be schools that you have not watched any of during the season that you're like, Oh wait, Florida Atlantic's 31 and three. Like I, that, I didn't know that. Like, you know, they've got, uh, the former pit player, uh, Dewan, I'm blanking on his last name, but like, he's an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's just storylines, uh, galore, um, but yeah, I mean, four fourteen-hour days in a row, um, you know, just watching everything and, and managing everything and uh, props swap related. It's definitely a grind, but um, there are worse ways to spend uh, four days than uh, you know three or four games going on at the same time and just excitement wall to wall. Um, but it did make me kind of reminiscent of uh, of our Vegas days. Uh, I'm you know I'm sure you remember, but like we used to uh, work out of the Venetian sports book um, and they were very friendly there and they carved out some, some speed, some uh, uh, seats for us. And, you know, we would just basically pitch customers and talk to customers and, you know, it's just the way we, we kind of grind it out uh, in the, in the early days. But I, I also have this memory because it's always March Madness is always around St. Patrick's day. It's always around college spring break. There's always guys trips and like the, those those long days coupled with just the fact that everyone around you is just like in party mode and like uh i just remember waking up you know by like saturday and sunday morning just being like oh my god like this week this is this is so long and like going up and and just being in the sports book at 7 a.m 8 a.m because it's an hour earlier you know starts an hour earlier in, in vegas and I, I don't know if you you know have have fond memories of those days at all then denver you're saying an hour earlier than denver yeah yeah right 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 yeah um, no, I mean, I think about like the Jay Wright and Candace Parker and, um, and Ernie and who's the fourth guy, um, uh, Seth Davis, Seth Davis, like, yeah, like they're sitting there all day. I would imagine sober as birds, um, just talking about ball. Like you can tell they're exhausted by the end of the day. So it gives me a little bit of solace thinking of them. Um, now for us now, when we're not sitting in a sports book all day long, it's a little bit more. Uh, relaxing those like you're talking one customer for 45 minutes you run right into the next guy you talk to him for another 45 minutes so, like those were 
those were super, super long days. You need a cocktail before those. This, you know, I'll, of course, watch the games. I'll go get a workout in, come back to my condo, put the games back on so it's not as bad. But, uh, yeah, every time that um, the announcers will be like, oh, these are the longest days ever, I think back to those days. Or we were just literally talking for 14 hours in a row. Yeah, and it was always funny how we could just like on Saturday, for example, uh, you just we just would slowly start the cr- to see the crowd like deteriorate, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone's like kind of fresh and you know ready to go, and then by like six p.m., just people are just starting yeah. to get like more and more drunk. And like I remember, I was getting like contact drunk off of some of these people just because like the reeked of alcohol from you know drink drinking all day. And yeah, that that definitely uh, wore wore down on me. But um, but yeah, I mean. It's it's exciting, uh, and you know you never know what's going to happen. You know you always want to like be, you, you you don't want to skip a game because it's like anything can happen. Whether it's an upset or a buzzer beater, or I mean that Gonzaga TCU with like that brutal uh, mm. buzzer beater three backdoor cover, or uh, another example was on on Sunday early evening. Uh, I was paying close attention to that FAU uh, FDU game. Um, for, for multiple reasons, but, um, at the end, I don't know if you saw, but this kid on FA, you know, the game's over FDU stopped following and this FAU kid tries, uh, attempts a, like a 360 windmill dunk, which he didn't make, but if he did, that would have been all over like sports centers like that. It was a pretty sick, uh, attempt, uh, also kind of not, um, not called for, uh, yeah. and then, uh, but uh, and so the they do that and I'm like oh I wonder if like there's going to be some I always like to watch the the post game you know little interviews because yeah. it's like is someone going to say something you know Drew Timmy drops an f bomb uh, but uh, the two head coaches you know meet at center court and you know they're definitely discussing the thing right the FDU coach is probably not pleased and the FAU coach is probably saying you know I'll handle it but you know I think your guys were also talking some some smack too or whatever and they had this like. 16 pat exchange where each coach was patting the other one it was like such a typical sports coach thing to do where it's like this like good job no you do good no you're good job no and uh so i i I tweet a video of it uh and i had no idea that uh people were so enamored with uh head coaches patting each other on the chest because uh as of this recording it's got about six hundred thousand views on on twitter uh and uh yeah i guess people people found that to be uh amusing one of the most popular things you've ever posted on on twitter um t- my take was that that was passive aggressive like i don't think they were saying hey you did a good job i i think they were probably like what was coming out of their mouth was good job but in reality it was like f you like we're, we're not friends and it was like uh let me get the last pat on the back to be like i'm the alpha yeah no if if, if you didn't know the context that's what it seemed like but yeah the context is probably like you know uh take care of your players it's like no you you take care of your players yeah. like you know yeah. like I'll, I'll handle it no you you know um so yeah but uh just another reason why like it kind of pays to be watching everything and um why i don't know I, at least i feel the need to like Literally not, I don't know, just making sure I'm watching the end of every game, even the post games, all, all that stuff. Yeah, I teared up with the uh, the Muscleman interview after Arkansas beat Kansas. First of all, I'm putting emotions aside, like what a, an incredible upset. I realized that Bill Self wasn't coaching Kansas, but like for Arkansas to do that off of a team that is, of course, the re- the reigning national champions like what a job by eric musselman he's he's the man um such a good coach and we've talked about um his team a couple you know we talked about musselman on this podcast a couple weeks ago but um yeah that like deontay davis kid like apparently musselman challenged him 
uh, at the beginning of the season to like be a better leader and be more vocal and just typical coach things that you want to bring out the best in their players. And he responded and he's going to the sweet 16 and beat Kansas. So he was crying. You know, you could tell like Musselman probably had some tears. Musselman takes his shirt off. Looks ridiculous. It's part funny part, uh, you know, kind of laughing at him, but it's, you know, to see a coach get that fired up was, was pretty cool. That was just one of the storylines that, that hit home. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there'll be uh, more, more tears to come. Um, but uh, moving on, uh, I thought we would kind of touch touch base on some of those rules that we laid out last week, which, by the way, a lot of positive feedback uh, from the podcast last week. So thank you, everyone uh, who reached out. And thank you, again, everyone who, who tunes into this every week. Um, but uh, I thought I'd bring up rule number two again, uh, which, if uh, you don't remember, it's uh, when an early round upset occurs, look to quickly bet on the other favorites in that region. Uh, and this opportunity was presented very early on the first game of the whole thing. Uh, Furman upsets Virginia, who was the number four seed uh, mm-hmm. in the in the South region. Uh, and so uh, I immediately hopped on uh, Alabama at seven to one odds uh, available at the Superbook uh, Sportsbook here in, in Colorado. Uh they are now down to three and a half to one. So that bet has already doubled, uh, you know, purely based on the fact that, you know, the one, two games as, as a pretty considerable favorite. So uh, that was that I snapped an action on, on that one. And, and you will not see Alabama at seven to one uh, any, any more in this, in this tournament. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, was there anything that you, that kind of stood out to you in terms of like results kind of- and, yeah. Yeah, kind of under that same umbrella, like when a team is in control of the game and they're clearly going to win, maybe that's like a seven point lead with like two minutes left, let's say, just as one example, bet their future. So like, even though the the odds, um, even though the game has not been finalized, like those futures at Michigan State is a prime example. I grabbed Michigan State, I believe at 60 to one. Um, but they are now down to 25 to one. I certainly grabbed them at 40 to one, um, during the game and we'll talk about them later, but, um, you know, they're now down to 25 to one Michigan state is, um, so just kind of under that same breath, like be checking futures odds, maybe of the team that's going to win, but they haven't yet. And then to your point also, as soon as an upset happens, go bet other futures odds in that same region. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and obviously price shop too because I mean when that Virginia loss happened, Superbook wasn't the first book I looked at. It was probably the the fifth book I looked at. And you know Alabama was five to one here, five and a half to one there, six to one there. It's like oh wait seven to one, boom I'm 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 taking that. Um, so uh, definitely once again like we said last week, opportunities across the board to be had. I do think those are going to start to tighten up a little more yeah. just because there are less teams to uh, for the books to focus on, but. When there's when you know there's fifty sixty teams remaining or whatever they're just they're not going to be able to to hop on all of the the different uh, futures odds. Yeah. Um, just last thing on the price shopping. I mean, just between the two most popular books in the country, DraftKings and FanDuel, Michigan State was forty to one at uh, at DK, but they were like thirty to one or even twenty five to one at FanDuel. So like just one example of like the two books that are the largest you would think would be really close odds, but like you're literally getting double the money on, on a team. So you better, you know, if you're, if both those books are legal and of course all the other books, points, bet, Superbook, um, to name a few barstool, um, 
make sure you have, you know, a couple hundred bucks in each account. You can, of course, just withdraw it if you don't use it, but have those accounts funded and be ready to fire on it, um, you know, as soon as these games end or even, yeah. if, even if they haven't ended yet to my point earlier. Yep. Um, and then, all right, it's, it's been long enough. Um, it is time for me to take my victory lap on Creighton. Um, that was my, my long shot pick last week. Uh, I, I loved this team, uh, 40 to one before the tournament now down to 10 to one, of course, with a, uh, a sweet 16 matchup coming against Princeton where they are like a nine and a half point point favorite, right? A, a huge favorite. But that brings me back to rule number four from last week, which is they are supposed to beat Princeton. Uh, and if, and when they do, their odds are not going to prove that much. So as much as I love Creighton, um, and as much as I think you're going to beat the hell out of Princeton, uh, if, if you want to sell now would be the time, uh, because, they will most likely have a matchup against Alabama in the next round. Um, but if, if you have a, a, a Creighton ticket and they're 10 to one now and they beat Princeton as you know, and they're a 10 point favorite, but let's say they beat Princeton by like four or five, right? It's like, Oh wait, actually maybe they're not as good as we thought. Like these odds are not going to go to five to one. These odds are probably yeah. going to go to nine to one or eight and a half to one. So um, I just have to kind of bring that up again. Um, and then, I guess uh, another uh, looping back in the, the, the rule number two with, with Creighton. Uh, I also, I popped Creighton again at 40 to one uh, when uh, Arizona, after the Arizona game, when Arizona lost, which was brutal uh, for you and I, um, I, I was able to get Creighton once again at 40 to one um, at, at Caesar. So uh love Creighton uh, 40 to one to 10 to one Forex on your money. That's exactly what I'm looking for. So, um, while this is not my, my swap stake or swap pick, uh, this is just another call out there to say that a, I was right. And B, uh, now would be the time to, to hop off the, uh, the crane train in my opinion. Yeah. So take that one round further. Of course, agree with all that logic. Um, I'd be stunned if they'd be Princeton. I really don't think that that good. I think Arizona came out super flat. I don't think Missouri was that good to begin with. Um, they barely beat Utah. I shouldn't say barely. They beat Utah state, but, um, yeah, I, I wasn't that impressed with Mizzou. I think Princeton caught them sleeping again, but Arizona was totally flat. Like I, there was, there was nothing positive about that entire basketball game. In my opinion. Um, do you think they beat Bama? Creighton? Um, look, I think they're, they're, they're really good. Um, but I also think Alabama is very good. Uh, and those are two teams that I, that I really like in this tournament. So, uh, I mean, gun to my head, I would, I would pick Alabama, but I would say that they're as live as, as any other team. So look, could could Creighton beat Alabama? Yeah, they could. But um, again, that's why you go for two, maybe. Um, and you, if you had two Creighton tickets, you would sell one today, uh, and then you know hope that they beat Alabama in the in the Elite Eight and go to the Final Four. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then speaking of you know popping other teams at at certain odds, so uh, I thought I would go over a couple sales. Uh, that happened one, one college basketball, one non-college basketball that happened like during all of this madness and, uh, no, no pun intended there. Um, late Sunday night. So this is after all of the, the games were done, uh, and the sweet 16 matchups were set. Uh, one of our sharp, better customers purchased multiple Tennessee championship championship tickets at 16 and 17 to one odds. Uh, one of those tickets was a $200 three leg parlay that included Georgia to win the college football title and Eagles to win the NFC championship. 
that ticket sold for $1,200. And if it wins, it will collect a little over $20,000. Uh, and now at the time, it was sold at like market market odds. Uh, if you looked around the sports books uh, on Sunday night, you know, Tennessee was about 15, 16 to one. So it wasn't this crazy, um, this, you know, crazy deal compared to where the sports books were, you know, at 11 p.m. Mountain Time uh, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I woke up on Monday morning, was looking at the odds, Tennessee's now down to 10 to one or 11 to one, which is closer to where I thought they should be given who the play in the sweet 16 and given who their potential opponent would be in the, in the lead eight. If the, if they do win, I was surprised 17 to one was still there after, um, you know, that, and, and I wonder if like sports books were like, well, FAU was supposed to win and we were planning on them to win, but it's like still at the end of the day, like they're playing Florida Atlantic, like the, these yeah. should be a, a big favorite. So, um, I'm not sure if this sharp better was buying these Tennessee tickets cause he likes the, the Vols or just because he just he knew that the odds were going to drop and and he was getting he was getting good value at that time. Yeah, so you you're sure that when that sale went down you checked cuz I remember it was like 1 in the morning so I was just going to bed and I saw that sale go through I'm like that seems like a mistake. Like that seller was probably caught napping. Like 17 to 1 seems way too high for a team that's in a bracket filled with, you know, they got Florida Atlantic next Marquette just lost. Tennessee hasn't looked that good. Like they got a really easy region left that, that region got blown up. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll looking... take your word for it, but I was, I was stunned when that, when that sale went through. I, and for that large of a price, like um, that was an interesting one. Great job on the, on the buyer. In my opinion, even though if you could have found him at other books, like fine, but to your point, I think, Anyone that's been watching these games or looking at the bracket could imagine that come Monday morning, that's going to be, you know, barely above two digits. So on FanDuel, um, there, the odds that they had before it went to 11 to one was 15 to one. So uh, I'm, I'm fairly confident that when he bought yeah. this ticket at 17 to one odds or so, they were 15 to one at, at FanDuel. So don't worry, he was getting better than every sports book but you know 17 to 1 versus 15 to 1 is not not a crazy um value but it, it did i mean when i saw 17 to 1 i'm like yeah that's that's a pretty good number uh you know a little better than market but um yeah when i woke up i was like i was like yep 10 to 1 11 to 1 across the board and that guy knew what he was doing yeah the, the only thing i can think of that would um justify the seller you know not posting it for a high price is like again he made it a parlay Right. So he only bet 200 bucks. Now, if he had bet like 600, like would he have sold for 1200? I would guess not. But, you know, with these cross board parlays, it's like, yeah, like I bet 200. I'm cashing in. I get to make 6X on my money. And I, you know, commented on the Instagram, like, how many people made 6X on any bet unless you bet on, you know, Fairleigh Dickinson um, to beat Purdue? But like outside of that, I don't think many guys or girls made, made 6X on a, on a single sports bet. Uh, and I realize this is, you know, crossing a few months because he had the Eagles and the and Georgia, but um, you know, make six action your money and move on to the next bet. Yeah, uh, and and this particular seller who's he's done a lot of business with us, like he is very uh, unemotionally attached to his tickets. Right, mm-hmm. he is making a lot of these bets for the sheer purpose of hitting a couple legs and then and then selling. So his objective was to sell this entire time, and then you come down to the fact of like, oh well, I could have gotten thirteen hundred or. 1350 or 1400 it's like this is this is how i feel with uh 
when I have season tickets, I, I, I have golden night season tickets and you know, it's like, I, I try and price them, you know, basically as low as, as low as the market is. And it's always like, uh, well, you know, if the, if the lowest ticket is priced at $90, I'm like, should I go like 89, 88? It's like, just, just price it at like 86 and sell the thing. Don't be, don't be, uh, sweating over a couple dollars because if you price it to, you know, at, at, at 89 and it doesn't sell, then you look back in a couple of days and now the lowest ticket is at, is at, you know, $79. You're oh, like, boy. great. I, I just, I, I tried sweating a couple dollars to, uh, and now I'm going to lose, you know, 15, 16 dollars, which I really is on a much smaller scale, but I think it goes to show you like when people are like, Oh, he should have held out for more, like what? 1350, like, you know, and then I don't think Tennessee's, you know, uh, crazy world beaters here. Uh, you know, I think they will beat FAU, but again, this brings back to my original question. Do we think this sharp better who is very knowledgeable actually likes Tennessee or he just was grabbing the, the value at 17 to one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I do think he was just grabbing value to answer your question, but, um, you know, I think you you started off this topic by saying the seller is just emotionally unattached to this stuff. And great analogy with the season tickets. You know, I of course had a couple seasons doing the same thing. Like, who cares if you if you lose, you know, quote unquote lose? Like, don't sell it for twelve dollars above market value. Like, cool. It's it's literally twenty dollars total from the you know ten above to selling a ten below twenty dollars total. It's a it's a beer at the game. Um, and your downside is, you know, obviously unlimited. You can literally, this thing can go to zero. So, um, I think that is, you have to look at these things without your emotions attached. I, I tell people all the time, the only way I'm betting on Arizona is picking against Arizona, my alma mater. And the only way I'm betting like the Cubs or the bears is picking against the Cubs or the bears. Like don't let yourself get emotionally attached to these sports bets. And, um, it's the tale as old as time. We started this business eight years ago and it's going to be true for the next 20. Yeah. Um, and just last thing, I mean, he, when he got Georgia and the Eagle, like they were pretty small favorites. I, I forget exactly what, but they were pretty small favorites. So again, he was just like, let me throw a couple favorites and then one long shot. And then I'm going to hope that this team gets the sweet 16. And then I'm going to sell it. Boom. He did it. Mission accomplished. Uh, and I don't think he's sweating over a uh, hundred bucks, uh, here or there. Uh, and then speaking of three leg parlays, um, we had another big sale on Thursday evening. Again, I was, when this went through, I was like, Jesus, I was like, people are, I was like, uh, I, people are paying attention to things other than college basketball right now. But, mm-hmm. um, if you have been following, uh, the NBA recently, the 76ers have been on a tear, uh, on March 4th, their championship odds were 16 to one. Uh, and since then they have won eight of their last nine games. Uh, actually, as we record this, they just lost in double overtime to doubles. Uh, and their odds are now down to nine to one uh, to win to win the NBA Finals. Uh, last week, a Montana customer, which I don't think I've ever said those shout out Montana, I've said those words before. Um, a Montana customer listed a twenty dollar parlay that included Georgia to win the title again, Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, which I think he got like plus six fifty on on that uh, Chiefs leg, uh, and third leg being Sixers to win the championship on Thursday. That $20 parlay sold for $1,058, uh, which gave the buyer odds of 12 and a half to one, which like I mentioned is much better than the current nine to one and a 53 X return for the seller. That is how you draw it up. Incredible. Um, we got credit suites shutting down, getting sold, to, um, to UBS. We have Silicon Valley bank. 
shutting down um, people potentially were going to lose millions of dollars. <laughs> we have this guy making 53x on his money in uh, like two months, you know, um, depends when he made it. But of course, Georgia went one in January and the Chiefs won in February. So um, that is that is a beautiful thing. Yep. Uh, and I'm I'm really rooting for the Sixers um, just because I want to see Joel Embiid do well, um, and I'm tired of seeing the Celtics. Like I think a, a Sixers Bucks Easter Conference Finals would be uh, super exciting. Uh, and then on top of that, I've also got my eyes on this other. There's this other ticket that has it sold or just um, yeah, it was listed for sale, has not sold. But this guy, uh, I gotta imagine he's from he's from Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, his avatar is a guy in an Eagles jersey. He's from Pennsylvania. Uh, he has a Phillies to win the NL pennant, uh, Eagles to win the NFC, and a Sixers to win the uh, the champion. No, no, the Eastern Conference parlay. He's got the Philly special parlay. Phillies so, from last season or this upcoming yeah, season? Phillies from last season to There's win the NL cash. pennant, Eagles to win the NFC from this past season. And the only remaining leg is Sixers to win the Eastern Conference. So it was an all Philly, but like all conference uh, Philly special, which uh, is apparently the right way to do it because Philly loves to get close and then and then uh, not not finish it. But um, he got over 2,500 to one odds on this on this thing. So- it's it's uh, five bucks to pay over twelve thousand dollars. So. I've got my eyes on on this ticket. It, it hasn't. It's it's currently uh, off the market, but um, I think we, we, we there will be there would be a lot of fascinating sales if if uh, the Sixers do make it deep in the playoffs. Seriously, so I'm just checking the conference odds. Um, five to one, Sixers are so that's that's in the money. Yeah. Um, so that means it has a current market value of two thousand one hundred, and just to reiterate, he bet five dollars. So, um, and he, he got the Phillies at 20 to one to win the NL pennant when he, when he made this and the Eagles to at 14 to one to win the NFC. Uh, wow. ironically, the Sixers is the shortest of the three at seven to one to win the East he got. Um, so, uh, I know definitely room for the, we'll, yeah. we'll flip back to college basketball in a second, but Milwaukee's odds are plus plus one twenty five to win the East in March. That's crazy. Yeah. They're, 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 they are the. The, the Celtics have been blowing it, uh, and Giannis is a beast, and he has the experience. Um, he's got some shoes around him. The, the Bucks are are the best team in the East, yeah. uh, and and people have and they've done it right. Like it's it's a lot different. Yeah, Philly hasn't done it, right? Exactly, and James Harden really hasn't done it, uh, and so I feel like it, there's, it's, a, it's a big difference if talent is even, but one team has has been to the finish line, but one team and one team hasn't like people bet what they've seen before and what the, what they know to be true. Um, so that, that's why the bucks are, are such a big favorite. Totally. Um, but yep. Uh, time to time to switch back to college basketball. This is March. Uh, and so it is time, uh, for that part of the show for steak or swap. First up, we'll be talking uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs uh, won the conference tournament uh, against St. Mary's um, and then had a uh, very exciting win to cap out Sunday night against TCU. Uh, currently 12 to one now to win the uh, title. Um, I will go first. I am swapping Gonzaga at, at 12 to one. Um, this team was never high on my list. 
Uh, they were 40 to one in mid February. Uh, and then before that conference tournament, uh, where, where the, the upset St. Mary's, they were 26 to one. So if I was, if I'm holding any tickets above 20 to one, 30 to one, I am, I'm selling that right now. Um, they could be underdogs each of the next four games. If they, if they make it that far, uh, they're currently underdogs to UCLA. And then if they win that, they would have to play, I think UConn, uh, potentially, which, um, they could be underdog, could be more of a coin flip, but I, I love UConn, yeah. uh, and could, regardless could of that, could be Arkansas, uh, but if Arkansas beats UConn, then, you know, again, that no matter what, that's going to be a dog fight in that elite eight. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if they win that, they would most likely play either Houston or Texas underdog. And then they're in the championship game where, um, you know, who knows, but they would most likely be an underdog. So the road to the championship is very difficult. Uh, and to be 12 to one right now. Um, I think that is way too short of odds. Um, while they are the number one offense in the country, uh, according to Ken Palm, they are 75th in defense, right? They gave up 81 to, to TCU uh, on Sunday night, and they are not going to keep winning these, these shootouts. Uh, so in comparison, UCLA is second in defense, although they are missing their, their best defensive player. Uh, and UConn is 14th in defense. So, um, and I realize uh, they could be play Arkansas. I don't have that number in front of me. Uh, and so, um, you know, at some point, their their lack of defense is going to come back to bite them, and, and they're not going to keep just being able to to outscore teams in the 80s. So uh, for those reasons, I am swapping uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, and I'll add uh, another point on there. Big men just do not perform well in the tournament. Um, and, you know, Zach Eady was obviously the first casualty of that. So... Uh, I get all those reasons for sure. I guess, you know, I'll counter with, so I am going to swap. Um, I'm going to stake Gonzaga with the only point being, I just don't trust UCLA. Um, ever since I lost Jalen Clark, I just, their defense has not been as good as they um, they were throughout the whole regular season. And that's what they hang their hat on is, is defense. They're not a great offensive team. Um, they almost lost Northwestern. UCLA did. Like Northwestern could have won that game. Uh, they pushed them to the to the edge. Did Northwestern pushing UCLA? So, um, literally, I would say that's my only counterpoint is I just don't trust UCLA. Gonzaga's a two and a half point dog in that game. I I think Gonzaga can win that. Um, and I like McCronin. Like I think he's a really good coach. I think he's done a really good job at UCLA. But I just I don't trust UCLA um, after that injury. So I will be I'll be staking the Zags. Um, all right. Well, maybe we'll place a little uh, friendly din- dinner wager yeah. uh, on that on that game because I I, I like UCLA. Um, yeah, and and to the big man point, I mean Drew Timmy is like one of the smaller big men, but he was getting away with hooks and mm-hmm. offensive fouls left and right. I mean the refs were letting those guys get away with anything uh, in that game. So again, if you get the wrong ref calling calling some of that stuff, then yeah. uh, it's going to be a, a long night for him. Um, but yeah, I, I made a joke on Twitter that. You know, Zach Eady should basically be, be taking notes for how you dominate in the paint for in, in the tournament because that was that was pretty pathetic. Um, pathetic that, that that Purdue performance, I, but we, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, and it and it started with uh, Tubelis, the Arizona forward, who people were drooling over. He did absolutely nothing in the second half of the Arizona Princeton game. It's it happened in multiple uh, multiple games that the big men just didn't perform. Yeah, I, I also joked on Twitter that uh, Arizona fans were. Th- very th- yeah, we're thanking Purdue for for uh, taking the the spotlight away from Arizona. Now, I mean, for that first day, all the clips were like you know showing that Arizona Princeton upset, or whatever. I'm like, great, we're gonna have to watch this 
for the next three weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But luckily, Purdue, Purdue kind of took that heat off us for, for not being the, the worst upset of the tournament. Yeah. Started with Virginia. Virginia got, you know, slack for losing to Furman. Where, where is Furman? It's, I looked at it, it South Carolina, but who knows where that is. Arizona loses to Princeton. Purdue loses to Fairleigh Dickinson. Kansas Kansas loses to their na- their smaller neighbor Arkansas, and then of course um, uh, Kentucky goes down to uh, Kansas State. Yeah, I mean the the the, the Kansas loss and the, the the Kentucky loss not as not as I mean you're, you're losing to, to big conference schools, so that that's not as bad. Um, but speaking of Kansas State, uh, their opponent in the Sweet Sixteen is going to be Michigan State, who we'll uh, we'll talk about next. Michigan State currently thirty to one now to win the title. Uh, Luke, you go first. Are you staking or swapping uh, MSU? Yeah, I'm going to stake this team. Um, so Michigan State's thirty to one. They're a one and a half point favorite against Kansas State. Um, Kansas State is still a huge dog. Kansas State can be found at. I saw fifty to one yeah. at Superbook. Yeah, I was going to say so. They're thirty to one at Fanduel. Excuse me, while I looked this up, I thought they were. They're still thirty. They're thirty-five to one DraftKings. I could have sworn I, I saw them at fifty somewhere. But um, point being, yeah. point being, Michigan State's favored. Um, other than Tom Izzo's loss to that Middle Tennessee State team, which was like six years ago now. Um, you know, he is amazing. This is a top 10 coach in March. He just figures it out, whether it's game planning, motivating his players. Like he just consistently is doing this tournament um, at the best of his ability and gets his teams just totally ramped up, tons of energy. And he did it again. So I will back Michigan State. Um, their next uh, matchup would probably be Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee got pushed by Louisiana Lafayette. So they're beatable. Um, And then, you know, if uh, Florida Atlantic does win, I would think Michigan State would be favored against Florida Atlantic. I doubt they'd be favored against Tennessee, but to my point, like Tennessee is not playing as well. Tennessee's just inconsistent. Like when they play well, they're one of the best teams in the country. They play poorly. They're not. It's just one of those teams that just can't play consistent basketball for weeks on end. And they didn't look that strong last week. Of course, who knows how they're going to play next week. The, it's March Madness for a reason, but um, for those reasons, I will stake the Spartans at thirty to one. Yeah, um, I will stake uh, Michigan State thirty to one as well. Uh, but the caveat being, this East region has been my my kryptonite. My if you look at my bracket, I mean, it looks like you put you put bullet holes uh, through through this region. I, I liked Duke. Uh, and then, and then, like my second choice by default was Purdue, even though I didn't like them that much. But just their their stats were great. But to your points, I I, I don't like usually backing up big men, and their their guards were were freshmen, which I talked about last week. Uh, and so, you know, you look at my bracket, I I don't have any of these possible teams uh, making it. Um, but then the other stat I kind of gave out last week was that. Um, was basically how Kansas State and Baylor both lost in the first round of their conference tournament, and that typically does not bode well. Uh, so I am surprised that Kansas State has made this far, um, but I'm going to stick with that that stat about hey, if you lose your first round game, you're you're not winning the championship. And I realize you know I realize you could still win this game, but not but not win the championship. Mm-hmm. But don't like Kansas State. I don't like Rick Barnes at Tennessee. Uh, I mean, if you can't get out of the first round or the second round with Kevin Durant and uh, DJ Augustine on your team when he was at Texas, uh, I don't think you're a good tournament coach. Couple that with Tom Izzo being a great tournament coach, the whole narrative with the, the Michigan State shooting. Uh, I think these kids are, are playing inspired. Um, and 
uh, it's never a good feeling to, to bet against Tom Izzo, Michigan State in March. So uh, for those reasons, I will I will stake Michigan State as well. Uh, I mean, I may even look at them to win the region odds. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can get thirty to one, and then they do make it to the Final Four, uh, I would be I'd be selling at that point. But um, yeah, I mean, Michigan State to to win the region plus two seventy um, at Vandal. Plus two seventy. Yeah, I mean, you might be able to find uh, a little. Better than that. Uh, let me see. Uh, you say plus two seventy? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you can get plus three hundred at DraftKings on Michigan State to to win the region. So uh, yeah. I may look at that as well. So um, that will do it uh, for for this week's episode. Uh, I can't wait for these uh, these next slate of games. This is when it gets really interesting. Uh, Sweet sixteen Elite Eight is by far our busiest uh, four days of the of the of the year um, because this is this is make or break time. This is when things. Uh, values start going up, so uh, be making sure to be checking the the Prop Swap website and app. Uh, get in now, uh, and then uh, be flipping all all weekend long. Um, so thank you so much for 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 listening. Uh, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week.